Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and sisters. We are here once again with the season finale of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, where we amalgamate One Tree Hill <laughs> and professional wrestling. We are here for the 22nd time for WrestleMania and 13 and the season finale of One Tree Hill. As always, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And for the season finale, we needed, I felt we needed a special guest for it, just to really put home how important this last episode is. <laughs> so, without further ado, I have my best friend, J-U, <laughs> double S, <laughs> T-I, double N, <laughs> it's Justin Johnson, Double J, Justin Johnson, ain't he great? Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> really? I give you that huge entrance like, hey, what's going on, bros? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Just playing it cool like he's done this before. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, we're very excited to have you here. Uh, I couldn't think of a better person to have for our season finale because... Aaron doesn't get a lot of my fucking wrestling references, but you will, brother, and I highly appreciate that. So make sure you follow us on TikTok, because I know how much Justin loves TikTok, (laughs) and Instagram, (laughs) at treehillwf.podcast, and make sure you listen to us on all the streaming services, including... Deezer. What? Stitcher. What? iHeartRadio. What? Spotify. What? Uh, Apple Podcasts. What? Uh, Google Podcasts. What? I don't know. What? <laughs> All the streaming services you can listen to us. <laughs> and, and Justin's going to get used to our fucking ridiculousness real fucking quick here. So now we have made it through the entire first season of One Tree Hill. And that'll be the main event of this episode's podcast. But... You look so disappointed. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not super stoked on <laughs> it. But stoked. either way, we'll get to it. Guess what? What's that? Most of our season finales for our podcast mm-hmm. are going to end with One Tree Hill. They're even numbers. They're, they're all 22 episodes? Most of them. Most of them? Almost all of them. Really? 22 episodes? Damn. Most. Damn. Okay. Also, at, now that you've watched an episode of One Tree Hill, the season finale. A single episode. <laughs> a single episode, albeit not the first one, but the last one of the first season. Is your wife going to like convince you to like want to watch this show going forward? Yeah. She did mention it, but as, <laughs> as Sean told me prior to this episode starting that uh, she needs to uh, extend the olive branch and maybe tune in some, to some world. Wrestling Federation. 
That's right. We need to compromise here. We amalgamate One Tree Hill and wrestling. That's what we do. And I say amalgamate a lot, brother. He says amalgamate <laughs> so fucking much. It's crazy. It's my word. And I will use it whenever I want. So, WrestleMania 13, Chicago, Illinois, March 23rd, 1997. One day after your seventh birthday hold up before we get too far into this yeah so season one is 22 episodes okay season two is 23 episodes so so we end on wrestling for that one brother yeah season three is 22 episodes okay season four is 21 episodes hey there we go season five is 18 uh-huh that we're up three two right now hang on hold up <laughs> season six is 24 seven is 22 dude <laughs> Eight is 22, and then nine is 13. Oh, wow, man. So, yeah, you're going to main event the podcast on the last episode <laughs> almost yeah. every season. But anyway, we're going to start it with some WrestleMania 13 from Chicago, Illinois. The day after my seventh birthday. Day after your seventh birthday. Yeah. I mean, this WrestleMania doesn't exactly go down as one of the greatest of all time. I mean, let's be real here. I know. We were watching this and you guys were like, this was kind of <laughs> lame. Yeah, this is not <laughs> great. Like, I mean, and it doesn't have, I, I feel it doesn't really have like the pomp and circumstance of a WrestleMania. Like 12 was so big with like Shawn Michaels entrance and the Iron Man match and all that shit. And I'm not going to really talk about 11, but uh, 13 definitely like felt a little flat. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it was definitely like a TV show wrestling. It wasn't, it was barely felt like a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like it it felt like, well, Monday Night Raw could have been two and a half hours and this would have been it. But either way, we're here and unfortunately we need to watch it for the podcast. Four corners. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, you sound so disappointed about I watching mean, wrestling. It's, it's, Would you say the season finale of One Tree Hill was oh, better than this episode mm, of wrestling? That's tough because as not great as this pay-per-view was, it had one of the greatest matches of all time on it. So did one of the greatest moments of all time in Tree Hill happen in this episode? Probably not. Some pretty great moments. Had happened. some good moments, but not some pretty great greatest of happened. all time. We're talking Dan Scott's heart attack. We'll get to that, dude. <laughs> We're talking about wrestling right now. Oh, We're talking, sorry, I'm trying to derail you. Yeah, you're trying you to like fucking railroad us with some fucking Tree Hill shit, and I'm trying to tell you this fucking Four Corners elimination tag match between the Hillbilly Fox, Hillbilly Fox, yep. Hardcore Fox. <laughs> Pokeball Bros oh and Team Carrie Bradshaw. Wow. <laughs> Throw some sex in the city in there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. That's my line. <laughs> we got the Godwins, the Headbangers, formerly the Sisters of Love, Furnace and LaFawn, and the BJs, the new Blackjacks here. And yes, they even have BJ on their tights. <laughs> <laughs> the Blowjob Bros. <laughs> yes. I like how, okay, so honestly, this match didn't really do a hell of a lot for me. It's your typical four corners elimination style match. My favorite part of it, though, is when Mosh uh, tagged in Thrasher 
and they had to wrestle each other <laughs> or or no it was one of the godwins who tagged in thrasher while mosh was in the ring so mosh and thrasher were both in the ring my idea is couldn't they if it wasn't an, i know this is an elimination style match but if it was like a one fall to a finish four corners could they just tag each other and pin each other and win the match <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i try to think about it but wrestling never follows rules so yeah, could could it work here? Sure. Could it work next month and in, in a different four corners match? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, we had the December in your house pay per view. It's time uh, that had the Armageddon rules match with Undertaker and the Executioner. When did they ever have another Armageddon rules match? The fucking rules of this match where you had to pin the guy one two three and then the fucking ten count. So he states that. So it's literally a fucking pinfall finish and last man standing no disqualification match. Like it makes no fucking sense. And this match really doesn't make all that much sense either. These four tag teams are all fairly new to the company. For the most part, headbangers, new blackjacks, characters that we've seen before, but now are in different gimmicks. Mike Kyoto is refing this match and he disqualifies. <laughs> <laughs> the blackjacks for pushing him down talk about a fucking no sell on this fucking push by Kyoto. blackjack's gone and then out of nowhere we don't even know his furnace will fall fuck right off dude <laughs> they're just gone they're I like peace bitches we're scared <laughs> i didn't even know what happened there i was making notes about how the bjs are out of the match and all of a sudden it's like oh furnace and the fawn are gone too i guess they just got counted out whatever and then so it was literally down to headbangers and the godwins after not very long and vince is making cracks about farm animals because that's what we do during a godwins match brother (laughs) (laughs) and then jerry the king lawler keeps going on about mosh and thrasher and how they're wearing white zombie and pantera and metallica shirts which is right up my alley but of course he tries to get vince into the whole thing and vince is all oh they play with tony bennett (laughs) oh my god Furnace and Lafon, they get counted out. It's down to the last two teams. What was the finish for the headbangers? What move did they utilize to beat the Godwins? They pulled out Doink's whoopee cushion. <laughs> they had the whoopee cushion finish. Oh and Aaron's going to not know what the fuck we're talking I have about. no fucking idea. <laughs> but it's okay because we do and the listeners do, especially if you're a hardcore wrestling fan like we are. Whoopee cushion finish by the headbangers, and they get the un de trois for the big W. And this match was also a number one contenders match for the tag team titles. So the headbangers get a tag title match against the winner of Owen and Bulldog in mm. Mankind Invader later on the next night on Monday Night Raw. Mm. Yes. So headbangers get the big title shot. Here we are. Terrible match. Okay finish. No one really gives a fuck. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that great, honestly. (laughs) It was kind of whatever. So we... (laughs) It really just felt like the typical get everyone on the card mania match. Before before the days where they felt like they had to put a battle royal on every (laughs) single fucking WrestleMania card. Uh, This is what they did. So the Sisters of Love get the big win. We move on to the Intercontinental title match. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik, who's on this card. And Iran, number one, USA. Hot doing. Hot play. 
Jesus. Rocky Maivia defending the Intercontinental title against the Sultan. Funnily enough, now that Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik come out with the Sultan, so they start, Rocky comes out, and yes, the crowd does go mild here. No one really is too stoked on good old Pebble here. He's cute. He's adorable. You know what, babe? (laughs) Yes. Some people are good looking. They may be attractive, but they have no fucking talent, no ability. They're scared shitless. That doesn't mean they're a good wrestler just because they're cute. (laughs) Guess what? There's more to it than being good looking. And unfortunately, at this time in his career, he cannot just ride off into the sunset with his good looks. The crowd goes fucking mild every (laughs) single time he comes out goodness now babe you made a very interesting note about the sultan in this match is that he has quite the booty on himself <laughs> he's got the badonk donk he like, really does damn. i was like wait a second <laughs> is there I maybe sometime this? in the future when that badonk donk may come into fruition and he might use it as his gimmick one day i agree i think it's too cool Oh! What? Wrestling references, brother. Sultan <laughs> versus Rocky Maivia, and we got Honky Tonk Man. He's on commentary, oh, and he's he coked out of his fucking mind. The fuck I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, Vince McMahon. The Rock, Rocky Maivia, he can't stand to be anywhere. To- I was like, shut the fuck up, he's Honky. So like, bad. seriously. What did he do in his over year long run as intercontinental champ in the 80s he well <laughs> <laughs> he had his long cut sideburns his hair slicked back he's coming to your town in a pink cadillac he's just the honky tonk man yeah basically he had he was elvis and he rode a year-long title reign because he was a wrestling elvis Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, Shiki Baby didn't get too involved until the end of this match because Rocky went over in this match just by the skin of his teeth once again. Uh, He had a quick little roll up and beat the Sultan, but it wasn't until after the match that Shiki Baby and Backlund got in there. She put on the fucking camel clutch on fucking Rocky post-match, and I was waiting for fucking Bob Backlund to get the cross-faced chicken wing on there, too. What? Wow, dude. <laughs> Bob Backlund's finisher was the cross-faced chicken wing. Do you want why? me to put it on you right now? No, but why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Why name it that? That's so weird. Because when you he put the guy's arm behind his back so it looked like a chicken wing and then he put his hand across their face so it was a cross face cross face chicken wing couldn't they become more like creative it makes sense Aaron just think about it just accept it fucking right that's the thing we cannot bring logic into an illogical situation such as professional wrestling. I guess so. And if you feel like you need to bring logic into it, I will fuck your ass and make you humble. Huh? Cheeky baby. 
Roll up win for Rocky Maivia. Sultan and Sheiky put on the camel clutch. Now, if you haven't been watching Monday Night Raw for the last few weeks, you've noticed that Tony Atlas, former tag team partner and champion with Rocky Johnson, Rock's dad, has been on television. He's been sitting in the crowd. He's been getting involved. Here he is again at WrestleMania, sitting in the crowd, picking his fucking nose or falling asleep or doing something. I'd be falling asleep. (laughs) During this match, fair enough. (laughs) But he's been there every single week. And now here we are, WrestleMania. Rocky's getting beat down by three guys. And he feels like he's just going to go for a coffee run, maybe. But Sean, it's 1997. <laughs> Not 1987. So why is Tony Atlas <laughs> relevant? Exactly, brother. So yeah, Tony Atlas is just kind of you know taking a sabbatical on the outside, sitting in a seat like nothing's happening. And who comes to make the save? Rocky Johnson himself, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, Rocky's dad comes in. Papa Rock. Papa Rock. Papa Pebble. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Pebble at this time. And again, he runs in. uh, Maybe about seven people cared when he ran in, and maybe only five remembered who he actually is. But he does body slam Iron Cheek, and Atlas is still sleeping on the outside. (laughs) Again, yet another match on the card. Not really much happened, and it does not feel like a WrestleMania at all. I almost fell asleep, too. (laughs) Yeah, same here. It was pretty bad. Luckily, we get a little bit better match on the third one of the card. We get Hunter Hearst Helmsley Diz Prince against Chicken McNugget. Golden Chicken McNugget Goldust. The bizarre one and not British Bulldog, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we are in 1997, and I feel like this was a time where they were maybe a little lackadaisical and maybe checking fans' signs before they came into the building. You know, these days, if you try to come into the building with a sign that's a little bit more on the offensive side, you're probably not going to get into the building. But... This one sign that a fan held up that stated, when Hunter in China gets silly, who has got the willy? Wow. That is 1997 written all over. What in the 1997 (laughs) is going on here? And not only that, Jerry the King Lawler makes a comment (laughs) where... Oh my god, I can't even say it on fucking on record. He says that China when China is in the shower, the producers of Gorillas in the Mist would see her in the shower and come up with the name for the movie during that instance. Huh. What in the 1997 is going on here? Speaking of China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Yes, we have China 
here <laughs> only in like her third or probably a third or fourth appearance. She Something started like at that. final four and as the bionic woman in the crowd. And every single week she's been terrorizing Marlena. Now we get to this match. And again, like much like their Royal Rumble match, nothing really all that much happened. There was a little bit here and there. But again, it felt like not even a TV main event. Like, just a regular mid-card TV match, once again. But we did get the butt counter from Gold Dust. We got the old keister clobber. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was a pretty great counter to a top rope move. I'm not understanding how many times some of these guys are going to the top rope in the show. Like, Hunter and Gold Dust and Undertaker and Sid. Like, how many times? But the finish to this match... Justin, regale us. What goes on? Wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> as you see, as Vince uh, clearly stated to us, Marlena jumped into China trying to attack her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clearly Marlena interferes and tries to cost Hunter this match. Oh, God. And she jumps and tries to attack China. <laughs> And she just ragdolls the absolute fuck out of Marlena. Mm-hmm. So she deserves it. She tried to get involved. When in actuality, Triple H... She was bumped. Bumped into Goldust, who bumped into Marlena, who jumped into China's arms, who probably has a broken neck now because of this. I absolute, would. Holy shit. Just fuck. Holy Shaking shit. Shaking baby syndrome. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, if she doesn't have whiplash after this, I don't know. But Trips picks up the big W with the fucking pedigree. One of the most over moves in wrestling, but not at this time. We go to the backstage area where Shawn Michaels is typing on a computer. (laughs) (laughs) I think Shawn Michaels' biggest feud was not Bret Hart, was not The Undertaker, was not... Marty Jannetty was not... Marty Genitalia. Sorry. Use the correct name here. (laughs) Sorry. Was not John Cena or Kurt Angle or Hulk Hogan. It was computer screens. (laughs) You mean computer keyboards? Keyboards, yeah. Because he has an entire career's worth of not being able to type on a keyboard. Next match, we have... Not so Darth... And icky mankind. That's <laughs> so Darth. I love it. Who is they? <laughs> the man they call Vader. Who is they? It's they. <laughs> it's just they, brother. <laughs> the man they call not so Darth Vader and mankind against. And cutie patootie heart. Oh my god. Your absolute favorite tag team of all time. (laughs) Owen Hart. They're so cute. British Bulldog. I love One week Owen came out and he came out with like this full green Nike tracksuit. It was Bulldog had a match and he came out like as his manager, his second. And yeah, full like head to toe green and white Nike tracksuit. He looked fucking bombed dude. and it was so funny because tassel boots is flexing and then qe patootie pops up yeah and he like goes flexing and chewy yeah. shorter but then it was so cute but you notice he's he's uh holding 
two slammies yeah. now because on the previous couple nights before we had the 1997 slammy awards and the winner for best bow tie was well he wasn't even nominated but he went up there tra- uh, railroaded who was re- nominated I, they I didn't even, even announce who was nominated <laughs> so Owen Hart goes up there railroads the entire fucking he's like uh, not this award is ceremony and he's like I did it I'm the best woo <laughs> and just tells Vader and mankind to fuck off and then he pushes a waiter into fucking Vader and runs away so you know great heel <laughs> tactics but it feels like at this point that like yes they are heels but you just love them so much they're that so they're not really heels as well I love them Jim Ross had one of the quips of the night where the combined weight of Mankind and Vader is around 700 pounds. But if you add in Paul Bear, it's well over a thousand pounds, <laughs> King. Oh, God. As they're walking down the ramp to the match, you get this moment, which doesn't happen very often, where Jim Ross interviews Owen and Bulldog as they're walking to the ring with their music playing. And he he talks about the dissension that's been going on a lot lately. And, of course, Owen, <laughs> don't talk to Bulldog right now. Leave him alone. I'm the leader of the team. Leave him alone. Oh, my God. Owen's fucking awesome. Now, we all know British Bulldog has the stalling vertical suplex in his arsenal. But <laughs> he gives this stalling vertical suplex to Mankind in this match and to vader but he doesn't hold him up very long but he gives him the well suplex. he can't he's huge yeah but he did on a previous episode and this one he just gives him a regular ass suplex but of course vince mcmahon who really knows how to call the moves dude calls it a modified suplex how modified was this suplex i don't know <laughs> look like your basic Standard. suplex that you'd learn day two of wrestling school basic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how modified this fucking vertical suplex was. And they also may note that British Bulldog's ninth WrestleMania appearance in 13 WrestleManias, he's been in nine of them. And he's Shit. even been out of the company, like, on and off, like, for years. Shit. So to see that Bulldog's uh, at his ninth mania is a hell of a moment for him. <laughs> but we get the Stu and Helen... At ringside moments, Stu and Helen being the, the parents, parents yes. of Brett, Owen, and every other of the 46 kids they have in the Hart family, or however many kids there are. Yeah, her poor vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of feel bad for Helen Hart, but you don't feel bad for Stu Hart because fucking Jerry the King Lawler, he is all over him. <laughs> he doesn't even, he's making cracks about how he doesn't even know where the hell he is. I mean, you know, I feel like uh, maybe another old member of the Hart Foundation might need another crack in 97. And I uh, feel like maybe Stu could pros- possibly maybe, you know, vouch for him. Like, you know, if Stu were to go to Vince McMahon and ask him if he could bring this guy up to the main roster, well, I mean, how do you think that would sound? Uh, uh, Vince, uh, how about that rhino? He's, he's bigger than ever. He's looking real good. He's moving around. <laughs> Town would be that's a good spot for that old rhino. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking rhino. He's, he's looking good. Vince is fucking. He, what the he fuck can, is can, going on? He can fucking help you out there, you fucking rhino. <laughs> 
Fucking Stu Hart, man. Brett's daddy <laughs> Dude, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fucking son's in there. Yeah, he has no idea what's fucking going on. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like always, in the fourth match of the night, we get a fucking double count-out tag team title match finish out of WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania 13 and we need a double count-out. Apparently. But we get the Survivor Series count-out. <laughs> the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ring the bell on Albert! Oh, my God. The fastest fucking count you ever heard in your life. And one, two, three. <laughs> it just counts ten faster than any motherfucker can. And I didn't over. even hear them count. I, I was like, that's how fast it was. That's how fast it was. <laughs> you want to hear the fastest ten count in the world? You want to hear it again. Double count out finish. <laughs> and we have the greatest match of all time next. Eh, maybe not the greatest match of all time. We're pretty close to it, though, I'd say. If you were to say your favorite, or not your favorite, your greatest match of all time, what would it be? This one ranks right there. Like, you know, probably hand in hand with anything else you could throw out in the last, you know, 40 years of the WWF, WWE, NWA. Nobody watched that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares about that shit. As it stands now, I think your favorite greatest match of all time would be Owen and Bulldog in Germany. That was awesome. Yeah, that was phenomenal. It's just the way that they worked together while also working against each other. Yeah, yeah. It was like perfection. Oh, totally. Poetry emotion. It was like watching ballet. Yeah, it really was. And that's kind of the point of it is it's a performance, right? But everyone else, like whenever other people verse each other, it's so like choppy feeling. Oh, it depends who's in the ring together. Because some guys, they work each other. They never work each other all that often. Or they never really go over the match too much. Just little spots and bit points here and then the finish and that's it. But these guys who are literally brothers-in-law have had a million matches together. Not just in WWE, but like in the dungeon. You know, uh, you know, on a regular Tuesday where they just roll around because they're fucking brothers. <laughs> it makes sense that they would have all the chemistry in the world. And yes, that was awesome. one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. But this awesome. is one of the absolute greatest matches of all time. We got fucking Ken Shamrock, the most jacked up ref you've ever He's seen. He's the only ref that could actually deal with these wrestlers in a situation where he actually needs to. Totally. Only one. Yep. Couldn't agree more. The rest, fucking useless. Fire them. <laughs> this guy's hired. 110% yeah, we, hired. Yeah, if we had an entire company's worth of like Ken Shamrock's as referees, maybe the rules would actually get enforced. Everyone would be too scared to fall out of line. <laughs> exactly. Because he's a shoot fighter. He's a legit guy. He could kick your fucking ass. Probably most, if not every guy in the roster, he actually kicked their ass. Stone Cold Steve Austin. The ultimate fucking glass shatters for WrestleMania 13. We start with the big brawl in the crowd. And they're just like tearing shit up out there. Obviously, we're at the Rosemont Horizon. So I'm surprised no one was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and, and many times on camera, Stone Cold has talked about, you're going to have to kill me if you want this thing to be over, Brett, because there's no other way. So they're brawling in the crowd. Fucking security's getting a workout tonight. <laughs> like, they're all over this show. 
And we get back into the ring, just going back and forth. Great match. We get Austin in the time where he's doing the no-kick stunner, where he's not doing the kick. And we know how important the kick is for the Stone Cold stunner. This is before he did it. So we get, here we are. Okay, this is the big moment. We get the big chair shot. So Brett grabs a chair from the timekeeper's area. And he's going to do what Austin did to his friend Brian Pillman. Wrap the chair around his ankle, jump mm-hmm. off the rope, break his fucking ankle. Brett's going to do this. And he's got it set up. And he's on the rope. He's ready to do it. Austin takes off the fucking chair, smashes it with him. Fucking crowd goes absolutely insane. What the fuck was with this octopus stretch that Austin was trying to make Brett tap out with? Oh, God. He learned a submission. <laughs> he had two weeks to learn a submission. And he fucking learned it, dude. He's got an octopus stretch at his fucking arsenal. So I told you about this where Austin had never bladed in his career. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. So they felt like when they were planning this match that they had to get color for this match. And so... Yeah, you were saying they had to get color. And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking I about? I told you what color. Now I know what it means. But at that time, I didn't know what it means. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you finally explained it. And the, exactly. you kept saying color over and that's over and I said, over. And I was like... Because that's what we do. It. That's what we do I in wrestling. It. We keep hammering it home over Thursday Raw Thursday. You fucking know when this Raw is it's Thursday Raw Thursday. Wow. So we hammer, okay. We hammer it home so you know exactly what this is. Color. Blood. Brett wanted color for this match. Austin was new to the company. Only a year in, he felt like, hey, maybe I don't want to get color. There's no color policy. Brett's like, got your back, bro. So he hit a fucking razor blade as fucking gums or some shit like a That's real man like cr- crazy like i could not no <laughs> you imagine that is wild fuck. and work a fucking match with a fucking razor blade in your mouth like how like how do you not get cut by that i don't know he's a fucking man that's why he's the best oh there is. like the no i can't i don't <laughs> i don't like the idea of anything cutting like gums or Ugh, I just, ugh. yuck. Yep. It gives me the yuck. So they, uh, Brett throws Austin into the guardrail on the outside, and the timekeepers are involved, and that's the second when Brett blades Austin. He does it for him, and he put his full trust in him. Camera didn't pick it up. You had no idea. So they could definitely say that it was a hard way because no one saw the fucking blade job. So here we go. Fucking the cable Austin grabs the cable and he's going to choke fucking Bret Hart out with a fucking TV camera cable. And that's the submission. And there's a reason why we don't do that in wrestling anymore, brother, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) The cable spot, which we used to see all the time, but we didn't see it much after I'd say uh, 2007, maybe there was that one time in uh, the the debut of a certain (laughs) new group caused to a firing the next night <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we may get to 2010 eventually on this podcast maybe if we watch sex in the city too <laughs> yeah no thanks uh, uh <laughs> you're so we, gonna make me watch more wrestling i'm gonna make you watch something i want to watch fair enough fair enough brother 
So we got the cable spot, and Wally's choking Brett out with the cable. Fucking ring bell shot by Brett. Austin fucking goes down. He is an absolute bloody fucking mess. And yes, the color did work in this match because now he's got the sharpshooter on Austin. He's got it on him for a while, and he's stuck in this submission. He cannot get out. Blood is pouring out of every orifice of Austin. The visual of him, just the blood coming out of his teeth, like rolling down his face, going out of his mouth, blood everywhere. The mat is fucking stained to shit. And they didn't even bother cleaning it. Yeah, like there's other times where you've been watching wrestling and it gets bloody or something and then they change the mat or whatever in between. Clean it, whatever. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, not this time, dude. We're just leaving it this way. Yeah, so he's in the fucking sharpshooter. He can't get out. He breaks the sharpshooter, though. One final attempt to break the sharpshooter, and Brett falls down. But unfortunately, he still has the legs in place, gets back up, continues the sharpshooter. And no, he did not fucking quit. Didn't quit. He didn't tap out. He didn't say, I quit. He just passed out from his pain and his massive blood loss. So your prediction of Stone Cold Steve Austin winning this match was wrong fuck you <laughs> honestly what did you think of this match it's pretty fucking amazing match it was all right it was all wasn't right as, it wasn't as good as you know that bulldog and match and cutie patootie no, match. Teach their own. Teach their own. what did I you like think of this one. match that's not five stars i don't know what the hell dave melter smoking <laughs> <laughs> luckily it was five stars but it would have been seven stars in the tokyo dome brother <laughs> So we had the sharpshooter pass out for blood loss win. No, he did not quit. He gets off. And then he keeps attacking the leg after the match. And Ken Shamrock takes him off. And Bret Hart doesn't want any of that fucking smoke from Ken Shamrock. No. But after all this time, Bret gets the big win at WrestleMania. But I feel, you know, he does deserve another title match after beating to a bloody pulp. He's been getting screwed. Oh, God. (laughs) Who's turning a blind eye? The World Wrestling Federation. Vince McMahon, damn it. So much goddamn injustice. He's just bitch heart, okay? He's little bitch heart. And I just I just can't with him. <laughs> He's getting screwed, damn it. Oh. That's what's happening. Yeah, He's Shannon. being a little bitch. He, he does he's complain a lot. a lot. He likes to loudly tell everyone how he's been getting screwed. At first, I wasn't, like, when we first started watching, I wasn't, like, I didn't dislike him. I thought he was pretty cool. And then, all of a sudden, he started whining. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm sick of you. As you'll see, most good heels are really telling the truth. It's just the way they're saying it. Mm. that's right most good heels do tell the truth it's just the level that they tell it at the cadence that they have and brett's been a fucking face forever literally the face of the company Mm. for the longest time but now he's at a point in his career where he's tired of getting screwed so much goddamn injustice frustration (laughs) isn't the goddamn word for it oh fuck (laughs) everybody knows he's the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be but this next Match. We are the nation of domination.
We are the no. nation, lavender color. No. Don't touch the man of a bum Russian Put mother. Your Listen fist what I'm down. saying. This it's is real, rude. not playing. Farouk is the man. Hit your knees and start praying. Power like oh. the bear and quick like the cat. Put two and two together. See your face on the mat. You count the stars while the ref counts three. Hope you like to look at ceiling because that's all you're going to see. He's harder than a rock and he can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. What? The boys from the hood are on the MIC. Spitting out the lyrics. Tracy Ice and Wolfie D. Clarence Mason is the boss. Crossing T's and dotting eyes. He tells the truth, the whole truth, and never tells a lie. WrestleMania! We are the nation! And as always, one nation under Farouk by any means necessary! Put your fucking fist down. <laughs> Had to be a little extra with that. It's WrestleMania, dude. I hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> Can't believe I remembered the entire nation rap. You probably wrote it down. I did not. <laughs> I remembered the whole fucking thing, dude. <laughs> Told you I've been working on it for weeks, and now I got it down, and I didn't fuck it up. That is the main thing here. The fucking nation is here. <sighs> Worst. And they're bringing everything but the kitchen sink, but... <laughs> Who's here as their opponents who do bring the fucking kitchen sink into the match. It's the spiky dino thonginator <laughs> and the bros. Yes, thonginator's got the spiky dino bros going on it here. It is awesome. The fucking six, man. It's the Lod versus the Nod. <laughs> the LOD, the Legion of Doom with the thonginator. they legit brought a kitchen sink. They actually brought a fucking, fucking awesome. kitchen sink to the match. <laughs> now... What's going on with the fire extinguishers in this match, brother? Oh, no. Well, someone brought two to ringside. Mm -hmm. One was supposed to be used, and one they just kind of had chilling there for um, actual fire department purposes. Okay, but here's the thing. So they are stupid enough to bring to, like, don't put it right by the ring if you don't want it to be used you fucking useless pieces of shit like come on yeah use your smarts here yeah clearly they don't have any (laughs) the logistical aspect of this isn't the smartest so they literally had a work they need a woman to run the wwe wwf wherever the fuck it is fair enough (laughs) <laughs> but they have a work and fucking fire extinguisher that's on the other side of the ring. And then they have the shoot fire extinguisher by the announce table. Why would you leave out the shoot fucking fire extinguisher? Because <sighs> they're make... fucking idiots. I guess. So they set the fucking thing off. And fucking Jim Ross is having an asthma attack at fucking ring <laughs> <laughs> So they literally have the kitchen sink of this match. This fucking sign that Animal has is like twice his size. He could barely hold it. It's yeah. just a fucking gong show. Weapons and shoot fire extinguishers. And we know Savio Vega. We know that the fucking Spanish table is going down. That We oh, know yeah. that. That's, That's obviously going to happen. Happening. But Savio Vega is not going to be the guy to do that because he's going to take care of his brethren and they go to the fucking French table first, and then eventually they get to the fucking Spanish table later on. They even grab a fucking noose in this match Jesus. and try to hang on it from the ropes. 
And this wouldn't be the first WrestleMania where we saw a new sat. <laughs> What's the other WrestleMania we might see a new sat? Cans. <laughs> Cans. Very nice French reference. Because we just talked about the French table getting taken out. So nice French reference. <laughs> oh, we got a nice uh, Thongnator thong, too. I was on Thong Watch and I was pleasantly surprised. Gonna say, has there ever been a good use of a noose in the WWF? Uh, yeah, no, there has not. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a time when there's a good use for it. <laughs> so, bru- uh, fucking brutal bump Farouk takes from the top rope. He gets taken off the top rope with the noose and goes pretty hard on his back to the floor. Pretty brutal bump to take. And they keep hitting each other with plastic bins. <laughs> there's plastic <laughs> bins out kitchen sinks there's fucking everything out there and then it's kind of a not the greatest finish they just grab a two by four and you know nail was a crush with the two by four and they get the big win and post-match those that's where the fun starts because fucking jc ice and wolfie d get in the ring and they're gonna try to cause some havoc but unfortunately spiky <laughs> dino bros the legion of doom are in there and so is ahmed so the rest of the nation they're getting fucked up getting fucked up so they put them up for the double doomsday device ahmed and animal both have jc ice and wolfie d up for him and <laughs> uh hawk goes to the top and has a clothesline and animal you know he's nice to his opponents he'll like give him an extra push so he can do the flip off of the doomsday device ahmed don't play that shit <laughs> <laughs> and he's just gonna hold him down there and he's gonna take the clothesline and he's gonna break his fucking neck as he goes down so ahmed doesn't give two shits he can't work his way out of a wet cardboard box <laughs> here we are Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> I got to get my voice ready for this one because before this main event match between Psycho Sid. Stupid Sid. Ramen Noodle Mullet, Psycho Sid, and The Undertaker for the world title, we get somebody on commentary for this match. And it's none other. I mean, what's a WrestleMania without the most flamboyant? And take a sip of water first. <laughs> the most charismatic Mr. WrestleMania, the showstopper, the main event, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Damn, that was aggressive. Throat shredder. Shawn Michaels is in. And, you know. Did he find a smile yet? I think he picked it up somewhere in San Antonio. <laughs> Maybe at that doctor's office who worked on his knee. <laughs> Dr. James Andrews, brother. Oh, man. The same guy who worked on Austin's neck. <laughs> so Shaw Michaels is in here for the main event. We got Psycho Sid, Undertaker, main event, WrestleMania. When you think of WrestleMania main events, you think of big names you think great matches you think all the pomp and circumstance of wrestlemania do you think of 72 rest holds in the first 10 minutes of the match well you see sean this is a long built-up story that they've been planning for <laughs> months and months and it's well thought out in depth it's been building and building and no <laughs> been building for two weeks brother Oh, God. We literally, after the Royal Rumble, 
Austin wins the Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels wins the world title. So by rights, it should be HBK versus Austin at WrestleMania. Nope. Shawn Michaels loses his smile. Austin has to fight for his right. Loses it. Shawn Michaels relinquishes the title. Brett wins the title. Sid beats him for the title because of Stone Cold. And then, for some reason, Taker gets the title shot. And they build this WrestleMania main event match for, yeah, about two weeks. <laughs> Yet, Sid still has to put up his title against Brett in a cage match a week before WrestleMania. So we're finally here with this gigantic, enormous, three-year-long build. Oh, God. <laughs> Sid and Taker. We're like three weeks. And it finally happens. And again, just like uh, Hunter and China and their Willie and getting silly, we get uh, HBK Cream Team. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you a part of the HBK Cream Team? No, not you're, really. You're a part of the Tassel Boots Cream Team. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we got classic gray Undertaker. He's got the gray boots, the gray gloves, like and the, the old hat. stuffed Undertaker like, that Flynn has. Yeah, that he's that terrified, he's terrified of, of because everyone put a diaper on him to make him less scary. <laughs> that even makes him more scary. Because what's more scary than the Undertaker? An Undertaker with loose bowels, brother. <laughs> Also, another great sign. Uh, what was the other great sign of this match? Well, Buddy there <laughs> in Chicago, he's got these paper cutout scissors. And these scissors, they don't say scissor me, daddy. They say <laughs> Sid and Arn. Oh, That's right, brother. Because he reads the dirt sheets in 1995, brother. He's a smart dude. Oh, we get to sit in our and scissor me daddy ass fucking sign. And right before the match even starts, fucking Bret Hart, because there's so much frustration and injustice. Like, no. Get I should be in this fucking match. You've already had your turn in this fucking WrestleMania. Get the fuck out of here. Go home. And Sid just power bonds him and he just fucks right off. <laughs> Brett's whining, and that's something that Brett's going to do a lot of. Ugh, not looking forward to that. And yeah, he's power bombed on his way out of there. So unfortunately, Sid blows himself up with this power bomb and needs 17 bear hugs, three uh, carotid artery holds, a uh, couple arm wrenches, headlocks. And maybe even an abdominal stretch in there at some point, too. The Spanish table gets its due diligence in this match. Although it doesn't break completely, it just gets cracked and falls over a little bit. So the French took it this time. But the Spanish, yeah, they only got knocked over. It actually didn't break their table. You feel like a lot of those table spots where they don't break it, it just kind of topples over or falls over. You think, like, when they're off camera, they just kind of, like, move their table back and just reuse it like before? That's the thing. I called it, though. I was like, they're going to at least fuck with both of those tables in some way. For sure. So it happened. I called it. I got something right. You did. And, I mean, fuck. Rest hold after rest hold after rest. Fucking 15, 17, 20 minutes of rest hold. Honestly, does this go down as one of the worst WrestleMania main events of all time? It was painful to watch in 1997. It was painful to watch in 2007. <laughs> it was painful to watch 
2023. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be painful to watch in 2027, the fucking 30 year anniversary once again. Because why the fuck would we ever want to watch that shit again in our oh, lives? Man. But it happened, and Brett came out and nailed Sid with a chair, and somehow didn't get disqualified. And he also fucking knocked him up on the rope so that the ref plainly saw and didn't get disqualified. Because I guess Undertaker probably paid off Earl Hebner before this match. Undertaker takes advantage. Tombstone. One, two, three. But I was right. But not that fast. One. <laughs> Oh, God, this is painful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking slow. One of the slowest three counts ever. But Undertaker, new World Wrestling Federation champion. But the real question we have to ask here is, did Sid shit his pants during this fucking tombstone? I don't know. I don't know. The internet says that he did. And it's this big myth. Yeah, but you always tell me not to trust the internet. Very true. <laughs> Yeah. So do we trust the internet? Not on this one, because apparently <laughs> it was a house show before WrestleMania where Sid shit his pants on an Undertaker tombstone. Not at this. Undertaker's gone on record to say that he remembers a time when he tombstone said he shit his pants, but apparently it was not at this WrestleMania. But here we are. WrestleMania's over. Yes, it's probably one of the worst WrestleManias of all time, but at least it had one of the greatest matches of all time, and said probably shit his pants, too. So we have that as well. Maybe. Great. Meltzer scale. What do you got from me? Mm, eh. 2.8. 2.8. That's actually higher than I would have thought for WrestleMania <laughs> 13. <laughs> Double J, what do you got from me? Well, it was mostly shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking maybe like a 1.4, 1. 1.4. 1. But then you, then you add in a seven-star match if it was in Tokyo Dome. And I, I think we're, you know, I think 25 awesome minutes makes up for the two hours of not-so-great action. You know, it's definitely not a top-five mania. Probably not a top-10. <laughs> it's maybe outside of the bottom five. <laughs> yeah, it's not top 10. It's not top 20. It's not top 25. It's probably not top 30 or 35, but at least it's not the worst WrestleMania of all time. I would give that distinction to probably WrestleMania 9 or WrestleMania 11. One of those two. 11 or 9. I don't know. 11 had Jacob and Eli Blue on it. So, you know, you get full marks for that one. <laughs> but. WrestleMania 13 in the books. Headbangers get the title shot with Bulldog and Owen on Monday Night Raw. Tomorrow night, the next episode after the season finale and episode two or season two, episode one of One Tree Hill. That is what we need to turn our attentions to is the season finale. Oh, my God. Make sure you turn on the CW or WB back in the day to channel 24 on your fucking dial on my 20 inch Toshiba TV that me and Justin watched tons of wrestling, but not one tree Hill, but now we're watching one tree Hill dude. And it's a fucking season finale and you have to bring the pomp and circumstance to the fucking season finale season one, babe, what the fuck is going on here? So Dan is coaching this playoff game. Mm -hmm. He's giving the team a pep talk. This is a round one playoff game, too. This is like the quarterfinals. Something like that. It's not even the final. Not even the semifinals. Something like quarterfinals. that. Quarterfinals. 
Well, yeah, it's the first game of the finals, and Whitey is going to be away for it, yeah. right? Playoffs. Playoffs? Or, yeah, We're talking playoffs. about playoffs? <laughs> and Dan gives his pep talk. You better win or the sun won't rise tomorrow. Lose and be losers. He's a fucking dick. Yeah, he's a fucking a major dick. fucking <laughs> heel here. He's the Vince McMahon of this show. Like, what a fucking ultra fucking heel. Yeah. Nathan. This is weird. Like, this whole beginning of this episode was just, like, cutting, like... Left, right, and center. So Sean's like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, dude, there's a lot of flashbacks going, going on here. Like, what was going on for you, Yeah, Justin? what the fuck? Were you confused as shit? Dan's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Dan's haircut's I'm pretty, like, uh... Who is this guy? What the hell? Who did his hair? Like, <laughs> come on. He owns all these. It. He owns all these businesses, like a body shop and a car dealership. And he used to be this fucking college basketball player, but he can't afford a decent haircut. Apparently, like here's the thing: like, how much detail did Sean go into when he was trying to like give you all the deets and lead you up to this episode? He wrote me a paragraph and it had about 37 names in it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this person slept with this person who did this person and they're married to this person, had a baby with this person <laughs> who may or may not be related to this person that they also slept with. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. pretty much. That's season one in a nutshell, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. I would have wrote you like a billion paragraphs. Oh I would have gone she like episode by episode. She would have wrote the fucking novel. <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But yes, Nate's trying to get banged. Nate is like, man, just like, you know, give me that pussy. Yeah, that's all he wants. <laughs> but he's also trying to be respectful. Fair enough. For how much of a heel he started out to be, he's actually like patient with this, surprisingly yeah. enough. Especially when his previous girlfriend, you know, they did it all the time. Gave it away like fucking candy. How many people do you think Peyton had slept with before that? I think she said she never did. Exactly. Yeah. Nathan was her first and only. Yeah, that's right. We cut to Deb. She's got the divorce papers and she's going and signing them. But she's sad. And Dan is just walking in and being a dick about it. Of course, as per usual. What else is new? Nathan and Haley, we cut back to Nathan and Haley in the rain in front of Haley's house. And Nathan is apologizing for being an asshole. He's apologizing for watching porn on his computer. In his spare time. Yeah. And keeping pictures of his ex-girlfriend in a towel from her webcam. Okay, yeah, maybe that's not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, if he had saved that during the relationship and just forgot to delete forgot, it. Okay, sure. Like, if if I went on the computer and saw that you had pictures of Chantel from when you guys were together. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude, dude. <laughs> but, like, if it was from when you were together, I couldn't get pissed about it. Fair enough. I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? It's been like seven years. Get over it. <laughs> but, you Not know. Gross to her. Just girls are still having those pictures. Don't eat them. Don't eat them. Thanks. <laughs> oh. okay, we're at the big basketball game. We're here, at the dude. game. Luke has no ne- name on the jersey. Mm-hmm. What do they chant? What's their little like send off for getting into the game? It was, quote, the Raven. Nevermore. What about me? What about Raven? 
<laughs> what about me? What about me? What about Moppy, dude? <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Edgar Allan Poe all over this shit. Dan uh, looks at Lucas and says, hey, there's no name on your jersey. And Lucas is like, yeah, there is. And just like right underlines the Ravens. Yeah. And then he's going to go out there. He's going to give the even flow DDT to somebody. And away we go. Oh, my God. Fucking right. Luke goes to uh, Dan's office. Well, Whitey's office. But Dan has occupied it because he's a little fucking bitch. Um, anyways, and thanks, Dan, for, you know, saving him from the car crash. And Dan is just a fucking dick. Yeah, he tells him, just go around sprints, motherfucker. He's like, fuck you, shit. get the fuck out of my office. We cut to Nikki at the mm. bar with Brooke. Nikki and Brooke together. So the thing is, you, you wouldn't have known what the fuck was going on. No. But you yeah. were like... Really? So my first thought and feeling when I first watched this scene ever, I was like, Brooke is still pissed at Peyton and she's going to go behind Peyton's back and give away the location. So uh, until later on in the episode, I thought she was actually going to tell Nikki. The second I saw those two there, because they had already, uh, Peyton and Brooke had already reconciled. Yeah, but that's the thing. Loose reconciliation, but still, she said, are we friends again? Oh, we're not friends, but we're not enemies anymore. So they're more friendly together. So the second I saw this scene, I was just like, well, she just saw Peyton and Nikki have a fucking Hell in a Cell tables match at a fucking party. Yeah, you gotta catch up on this. Yeah, you gotta really, you you gotta gotta watch this first season, dude. It's It's fucking mint. (laughs) And I knew right away that Brooke was playing her because she doesn't want fucking, does she want this absolute psychotic bitch to actually find out where this, she has nothing against Jake. Nothing against Jake, but she could, like, if it was me and say my best friend, like, went and was hooking up with my boyfriend at the time, I'd be... But if you had loosely reconciled, you would not put this baby in jeopardy of someone else. Well, not unless I was a true psycho bitch, but you never know. Exactly, which we don't know if that's true or not. So as the scene comes on, I'm like thinking, are they not in high school? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And they're in a bar? (laughs) Fake eddies, bro. having drinks. And when you try to apply logic to an illogical situation, now I really get the comparison between One Tree Hill and the WWF. (laughs) Get the fucking amalgamation, dude. It makes no fucking sense. But the thing is, Nikki's a little bit older, so she's probably drinking age. She's in, like, college. Yeah. But Brooke is fucking 16 years old. She's five years away from being Mm. drinking age. And on every episode of this podcast that they were ever at a bar or drinking is like, how much fucking underage drinking goes on in this show? (laughs) And they just keep flaunting it in our faces. How many laws are broken? How many car accidents? How many fake IDs goes around in the fucking town with 47 people? This guy who actually makes a fake ID has got a pretty good business going because every single person in the fucking high school goes to him. But you know what's funny is you always try and say that there's like 46 people in Tree Hill. Uh-huh. Prove wouldn't, me wrong! Wouldn't everyone know everyone and actually know like, hey, 
you are still in high school and legally cannot drink. So no, I'm not going to serve you drinks. Maybe they don't go to Tree Hill in the bar. Maybe they go out in the outskirts, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. There's probably only, there's probably not many bars in Tree Hill. (laughs) And the one that there is, they do know them. But Tree Hill is bigger than you thought. Probably a little bigger. Might have 56 people. (laughs) (laughs) Karen is sad Luke is leaving with Keith. But she understands his reasons why. He needs to kind of find himself. Yes. I get it. But as a mother, I'd be like, bro, you're still in fucking high school. Yeah. (laughs) You're 16 years old. Why are you leaving? And not only that, you're leaving with a guy who almost killed you? (laughs) Yeah. Justin doesn't get that reference yet. Yeah, brother. One day. One day. One day. But he can drink. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He definitely can. (laughs) <laughs> yeah at some fucking bar in tree hills carolina uh, we cut to brooke and peyton talking about trust you can trust me you can tell me where jake took jenny you know what time it is what time it's time to play the game <laughs> dun, dun. time to play the game <laughs> oh, it's time to play the game brother and Brooke's playing the fucking game on Nikki here. She's going full on fucking motorhead. But when I was younger, I thought that Brooke was playing Peyton. You would in think this wrong, dude. Legit. I was like, what the fuck? Don't be that bitch. Haley is ready for the D after the game. Yeah, dude. She seemed like she was ready for the D when they were going in to change after being out in the rain. She pulls off her shirt and climbs on top of Nathan all hot and bothered. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, no, we'll wait till after the game. Yeah. But Nathan's finally getting the pussy. He's going to get it. But she always talked about how she wanted to wait until marriage to finally have sex. But now she seems like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with not, you know, waiting. What an interesting turn of events. How quickly that changed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's okay now. (laughs) Okay. It's halftime. And someone from the other team fucked up Lucas's shoulder. I'm so happy you got that fucking actually correct. That basketball has halftime, dude. Football has halftime. Because if this was hockey, you'd be like, it's halftime. No. (laughs) But you got it right for this. So good job, gold star. Five stars on the Meltzer scale. Thank you. He's got a hurt shoulder. Yeah. And the doctor's checking out and saying like to... Well, this fucking Dan, douchebag on fucking Masonboro cheap shot at the motherfucker. Yeah. Knowing that he had a bum shoulder yeah. from the accident. Mm-hmm. And so he's like the doctor guy is trying to be like, hey, like he really shouldn't play. And Dan's like, get out of my way. Goes and talks to Lucas. And of course, Lucas isn't going to be like, no, I really can't play, bro. Obviously, a cheap shot there at the half because the ref wasn't looking. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He was getting distracted by Karen Scott in the fucking crowd. Karen Scott? Karen Rowe. Sorry. Do not call her Karen Scott. I love calling her Karen Scott because it gets you so mad. I know they were never married. Karen Rowe, motherfucker. But her son's name's Scott. And her friend, Keith, is named Scott. 
I love calling her Karen Scott because it just makes you mad. It pisses me the fuck <laughs> off. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, once again, the amalgamation, the cheap shot from behind that the referee didn't see, and then they'll get Lucas down for the one, two, three. So Lucas is going to continue to play because Dan kind of guilts him into it. Yeah. And then Dan goes to the doctor and he's like, he says he wants to play, so he's going to play. We'll get him checked out after the game. Yeah, he'll be fine. We'll get him x-rayed at that point. Yeah. Lucas and Haley go to a graveyard. Well, Lucas is meeting Haley in a graveyard. No. He, she's hiding. Say what you're going to say. Just fucking get it out. <laughs> Are we having a buried alive match in this fucking cemetery? Like, who who's going to be in here? It's. The Undertaker. <laughs> play it, play it, play it. Oh it's going to be a tag team match, player. A one-on-one with The Undertaker. Oh, lordy. <laughs> and probably Vampiro in a dimly lit match with Sting as well. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Lucas is telling Haley that he's leaving, and she's really sad. That's her best friend. I wouldn't... Pff, how was I when Amanda left? When she moved to Nova Scotia. Yeah, you were a mess. I was a fucking disaster for like weeks. Yeah. You know, I was a disaster when my best friend left me for fucking Ontario. But I don't need to bring that up on this podcast again, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lucas and Nathan go to see Whitey in the hospital before Whitey goes and has his eye surgery. They don't see him in the hospital. They see him at his house. Oh, at his house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's the real Montreal fan here, dude? Well, because it shows Whitey in the hospital later on. Yes. I got confused. Ah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I may have only watched 22 episodes of this fucking show, but I think you can call me an expert at this point. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Um, <laughs> and what happens in season two? Drama. <laughs> Car accidents. <laughs> Underage drinking. Fuck. Uh, oh, we were right. We don't even have to watch it. We know. Uh, Lucas and Nate go to see Whitey at his house, and they wish him well and wish that, you know, he was coaching the game, mm-hmm. honestly, because, mm-hmm. you know, Dan's a fucking dick. So here we are. Basketball game. 12 seconds left. The fucking assholes from mason bro have got the ball and of course the ball gets stolen on the last possession mm-hmm. and the ravens have the ball 12 seconds left they're down by two mm-hmm. so they could shoot a two to tie it and go to overtime or take the three and win it because hollywood dude <laughs> <laughs> so they steal it call the timeout and then my pre-dick sean for this was Lucas takes the final shot because Dan says, Nathan, I don't care if 50 guys are on you. I don't care if the entire fucking school is on you. You're taking this fucking shot. Yeah. No double teams, no nothing. Nathan's taking this fucking shot. The second he says that, I knew Lucas was going to take this shot. Yeah. And he takes the shot. And it plays that. Oh my god. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> and he misses it. Clang. <laughs> Clang. Fucking uh, loser. <laughs> but 
But Nathan's really sweet about it. He doesn't get pissed off at him. He goes and grabs his shoulder and just kind of like, you know, he did good, man. And yeah. he knew, like, Nathan knew Lucas's shoulder was fucked up. Okay. And even when they go to the back and Dan is fucking tearing into them. Dan's like, you knew he was playing with a fucked up shoulder. He shouldn't have even been in the rest of that game. Yeah. But, you know, Dan pulls a page out of Herman Edwards' book and says, you play to win the game. You don't just play to play it. Dan's a fucking dick. Mason bro is who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their asses. But Mason Burl are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. More sports references that you will not understand. No. Um, Nathan gets pissed off at Dan and rips his fucking name badge off his oh, jersey. Boy. Just like Lucas did in the Just second like episode. Just like Lucas. Dan's fucking disowned by his own sons. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yep. Oh, it was such a sweet moment. I yeah. love that moment. Yeah. Dan or Nathan's just like, fuck you, dad. Fuck you, dad. Keith goes to see Dan. Dan's a dick. Yeah, I think we've, <laughs> I think we've established that <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Dan's the ultimate eel. Do you have anything to say about Keith seeing Dan? Keith seeing Dan this yeah. one last time. Yeah. I'm honestly thinking that he maybe wanted to tell him, hey, I'm leaving. Maybe a reconciliation. Maybe something here. We're brothers after all. Yeah. And before he gets any words out edgewise, Dan just tells him, oh, fucking good riddance. And oh, just wait. Just wait. Hold on. Keith. Never mind. See you the fuck later. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I thought that there might have been like a nice brethren, family, cute moment and because it's Dan, it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, Dan just coached a losing game. True. So, of course, he's all bitter and pissed off. But he has no regrets. Neither do Haley and Nathan. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Get that tattooed on your fucking neck. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Yeah, so they get to the hospital, and Lucas, his shoulder's fucked. He may never play basketball again. That could be it for him. So he gets checked out, and then he goes sees Whitey at the hospital. But first, we before we get there, Keith goes to see Deb. Yes. To burn Dan's shit. Yes. And they're confiding in each other, and Deb's talking about how, you know, they're going to miss seeing Keith around. Yep. But yes. What Lucas- a wholesome moment. Lucas's shoulders fucked. He goes to see Whitey while he's at the hospital. Whitey is fucking. Oh boy! Kind of roasting him about this missed loss. Shot. Yeah, this missed <laughs> shot. But how did how did he even watch this game in two thousand four? I mean, honestly, how did he watch this game? Cut a promo, Double J. He's <laughs> uh, staying in the hospital. I'm sure that hospital doesn't have cable TV. And I'm sure high school basketball is not really on cable TV live stream. (laughs) But as Whitey reveals on that 8-inch monitor, we have (laughs) ravenshoops.com. Fuck yeah, we do. 
Oh. And we get choppy, fucking shitty computer footage from 2004 to watch this fucking high school basketball game. Even before YouTube was a fucking thing. So, man, kind of crazy technology they got going on at fucking Tree Hill High. Holy shit, man. Apparently good enough that they could record this basketball game so that Whitey could watch it. I, I bet it was on a delay, too. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. He put up that last shot, and it actually was in slow motion on the computer <laughs> because it's such shitty quality. Oh you can barely God. fucking tell. We cut to Deb and Keith again. Oh, but not just Deb and Keith. Deb Dan and- walks in. To quite the interesting scene. Deb and Keith in the raw by the fireplace. Covered by a blanket. They clearly, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they took a poop on each other? Ew. (laughs) Who knows? Deb might be into that shit. You never know. She's with Dan. (laughs) Deb and Keith fucked. God damn it, dude. She fucked her own brother-in-law. Yeah, that's kind of weird when i think about it but at the same point it's like go keith barbara allen woods is a fucking smoke show dude yeah you love that scene back a few episodes where she rips her shirt off <laughs> she's in her bra top notch boobs kind of jiggling about you love that fucking rights dude yeah she's a fucking milf and a half but Dan walks in. Dan walks in. And then he just turns around and walks the fuck back out. Yep. yep. <sighs> Brooke tells Nikki where Jake took Jenny. Or does she? Mm, where does Nikki find out where she has to go to find double J? Double J! J A double K E Jagelski. That's double J Jake Jagelski. Ain't he great? And his daughter, double J J E double N Y. That's double J Jenny Jagelski. Ain't she great? It's a whole family worth of fucking double J's here on Tree Hell Wrestling Federation podcast, brother. Where the fuck is Nikki headed, dude? Seattle. The Emerald City. And what basketball team doesn't exist there anymore? The Supersonics. Oh, dude. And speaking of the Supersonics, we had to sit through 10 minutes of booing at the Climate Pledge Arena when it was still the Key Arena when Elias dropped that the Supersonics were no longer a team. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keith goes to visit Dan and apologize and kind of explain what was going on. And Dan breaks his own fucking window on his own vehicle. How do you apologize for sleeping with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know what? Like really sorry but i like kind of fucked your wife like i'm sorry we just fell and it just happened (laughs) my bad i tripped and (laughs) fell on top of her that's on me (laughs) (laughs) literally but why would you break your own fucking window i don't get that he's like you're not my brother anymore 
very Vince McMahon, like, he's fucking heated here. Like, this is the most intense we've ever seen fucking Dan. And he's so intense that he Goldbergs his own fucking window. Oh, man. <laughs> what is he doing? Like, you got to pay for that, dude. Wouldn't you want to do it on somebody else's car? Maybe keys? Not your own, but... Eh. But yes, now he no longer has two sons, and he doesn't have a brother anymore. Or a wife. Or a wife. <laughs> God damn, dude. Nathan and Lucas, they're talking. Lucas is telling Nathan that he's leaving town. Did they fucking drive their goddamn cars on this fucking grass on the river court again? Probably. Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you're never going to get over that. Nope. And they have a nice moment. Nathan's going to miss Lucas. The tree hill's not going to be the same without you, little bro. They're brothers. They're brothers. Such a sweet moment. Actually said they're brothers. Holy shit. Keith, or not Keith, sorry. Karen and Lucas are talking about, you know, the fact that he's leaving. And Karen says to him, there's only one tree hill. Mm. And it's your home. How did you feel in that moment? Because it tugged at my heartstrings. Oh, it made me think, well, there's only one World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> too. <laughs> there may be one Tree Hill, but there's only one World Wrestling Federation. You know what runs <sighs> through my head and everything in my life. I equate oh, it to wrestling. And that's why I equate one Tree Hill to wrestling as well. <sighs> but yes, there is only one Tree Hill. And Lucas is leaving it for yes. good for yes. two episodes. How do you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, I give it five or six episodes of season two, and he'll be back. Okay, give it five or six. That's that's your prediction. That's the pre-dick Sean. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Brooke and Peyton had a sleepover. Yeah, they're lesbians now. Oh my god, they're best <laughs> friends. They had a sleepover. They slept in the same bed. I used to do that all the time with my friends. <laughs> Lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Lesbian pollen, brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a note left on the door, and it looks like Lucas's handwriting, addressed to both Brooke and Peyton. Now, honestly, I was hoping for some HLA in this scene, like some fucking hot lesbian action, but what are you going to do, right? They just want to have a great day. It's a little too R-rated for a PG show. But yes, Lucas leaves a note for them. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the note says. Mm. Guess we'll find out in season two. Maybe. Oh, boy. <laughs> what if there's a rainstorm? Who gets the note? Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> and not only that. If, yeah, dude. It was raining earlier in Tree Hill. It could just ruin the fucking note. It could. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Dan. Oh, boy. Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> now he's lost. Dan his... has had enough. <laughs> he's had a day. I mean, he's lost his wife. He's lost his two sons. He's lost his brother. He's lost a basketball game. And now he's pulling a Jose Lothario here, dude. Psycho Sid comes out of nowhere and nails Dan with the fucking TV camera. And he goes down like a sack of hammers. He's holding his chest. Oh, oh my God. We're shot. Shawn Michaels, where are you? Oh my God. He's over the heart. over the heart. Oh my God. Oh wait, that's the wrong show. That was Survivor Series 96. And where did Survivor Series 96 come from? Madison. Star. Garden. 
<laughs> Every time we say Madison Square Garden on the podcast, you need a different shape instead of square. So Madison Cube the Garden. The one time I fucked up, though, when you got really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Sphere Garden. Madison Triangle Garden. Madison Isosceles Triangle Garden. Madison Rhombus Garden. Mm. Oh, wait. Madison Quadrilateral Garden. <laughs> oh, I like oh, that one, dude. But yeah, that was a whole different show. Sorry. I went off on a tangent about Survivor Series. Continue. So Dan is finally, finally going to sign these fucking divorce papers. And he signs... A D. A D. <laughs> yeah. And then he has a fucking heart attack. Literally. Yeah. And Deb walks in and she's like... Oh shit, Dan, he's on the ground. And she's going to call an ambulance and he says to her, "You better hope I die." Yeah. His parting words to Deb. His Jose Lothario moment. Has a mm. fucking heart attack. Lucas is finally going to go and say bye to Haley. The morning he's leaving. Yep. He knocks on Nathan's door and uh Nathan answers. He's not wearing a shirt cuz you know, why would you wear a shirt in your own home? You know when Hold I- on, brother. Fucking, we got a typical One Tree Hill montage of Whitey getting mm. his fucking eye surgery results. And fucking Nikki, she also is driving to Seattle, completely the wrong direction from where Jagelski actually is. So Brooke did send her in the wrong direction. But now we get to the final scene, the major cliffhanger of season one, episode 22. Knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Lucas is knocking on the door. He wants to say goodbye to his best friend, best friend Haley. Nathan answers, shirtless. Haley is running around in a towel or like with a sheet covering her looking for Nathan's sweater. And Lucas is like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Came in at the wrong time. I came in at the wrong time. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so he's kind of saying to Haley, like, I thought you were going to wait till you were married. And she's like, well, we did wait. Well, we did wait. And they flash the wedding bands. Oh, boy. High school marriage. What did you think about that, Justin? (laughs) Goes along with the drinking. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to drink underage, you might as well get fucking married underage as well, too. What do you think about parents and approving this? Well, do you think Deb and Dan had anything to say about this? Hell no. Do you think Haley's parents had anything That's to say That's the thing. About We've this? never seen Haley's parents in this entire show. They feel like they're pretty absent. It feels like they're not a part of much of her life. She's off in the distance and we never see her see her parents at all. And Nathan's already joined the nation of emancipation and is no longer with his parents. So, yeah, no one's going to say boo about this shit. Why would they? I mean, maybe Haley's parents would. We actually get introduced to them in the second season, maybe. Possibility. Who knows? But as it stands now, they're 16 and fucking married. Yeah. And they they just did it to consummate the marriage, honestly. Yeah, Haley wanted to wait till marriage, and, and she did wait till she marriage. Did nice little just get married. Yeah, let's just get married so we can bang. Yeah, man, why the fuck not? Smooth fucking moves. The final scene, final scene, is Lucas and Keith are in right. Keith's car, 
and they're driving. And they get in a car accident, brother. No. (laughs) Lucas is talking about, you know, when you see a raven, it's a sign of good luck. But if you see multiple ravens, that's a sign of trouble ahead. What do you think that means for season two? If I see multiple ravens, I think of Sick Boy, Riggs, Reese, and Billy Kidman. Well, because when they were driving away, <laughs> Lucas did look up in the sky and see and multiple raven. ravens yeah. flying around, mm, circling. Interesting. So do you think there's trouble ahead? Uh, there's always trouble ahead. It's One Tree <laughs> Hill. It's fucking teenage drama. Well, that's the thing. Keith and Lucas don't know about Dan's heart attack yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, that's his own brother yeah. and dad. Well, he doesn't have a brother anymore. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> You're not my brother. You're not my brother. <laughs> nope. But yeah, that's quite the cliffhanger to come off to go into season two. And I feel like Justin definitely has to watch all of season one to get up to where we are so you can understand what we're talking we'll about. We'll get on the Phyllis podcast, on board dude. with this. We'll get Phyllis on board. <laughs> Bad signal to Phyllis. Make your husband watch fucking One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> What's your rating on the Meltzer star scale of this episode? With no context beforehand, <laughs> really. This episode take place in Tree Hill or in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> it was there for me. I don't really know what was going on. It was really back and forth. and It was a very back and forth episode. They don't normally do that much back and forth. <clears throat> it was for the effect. They also didn't really know at this point when they were recording the show that they were going to even get a second season. Why would they have a second season? <laughs> Rude! <laughs> a man after my own heart, brother. What I actually was your rating? I actually gave it a dollar sign 4.79. My Shit. highest rating yet. Just because Keith fucking banged Barbara Allen Woods. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, good episode. A nice cap off to season one. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for season two to see where that goes. See how long Lucas and Keith are actually in. Where the fuck do they go? Charleston? Charleston? Yeah, that's where Keith has a job. Is that's Charleston. right. Charleston. Yeah, I have a go. funny tidbit, though, on the first episode. Okay. We're not going to talk about it until we're actually watching it. Okay. But there's something very specific that's really funny that I found out even just like a few weeks ago. Hmm. Hmm. Funny little tidbit. That's all. Funny that's all I'm going to say. Tidbit. Okay. Well, that was 90 minutes of me yelling into the fucking mic and talking about wrestling in One Tree Hill with my best friend and my wife. How does this first experience for you, Double J? It was interesting. Um, you know, I don't think many people really correlate the two <laughs> shows together but when you think about it and you really have to think about it i guess you can kind of get there and uh heels and baby faces that makes the world go round <laughs> absolutely dude you can see the amalgamation the emulsification of everything here mm. that there's so much in these two programs that lend each other helping hands, how much is similar between these two shows? Heels and baby faces, storylines, character development, character building, fucking drama, you fucking name it. And fights and wrestling and, and fucking car promos, accidents. car accidents, <laughs> cheap shots, referees, you fucking name it. Both shows have got it. And you may think it's not that similar, but wrestling 
is literally similar to real life into the world itself. So as we sign off on the final episode of season one to Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, any final words for our season one finale? Hmm. All I'm going to say really is I cannot fucking wait till seasons three and four. Okay. But I mean, more importantly, on the wrestling side of things, oh, <laughs> I want a full honest opinion how are you feeling about wrestling after watching 22 episodes of it? Do you feel like you're further along than where you were when you started? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like before we started, I only casually watched it when Skylar was watching it. And that was back in 2011 and 20, like 2010, 2011. So we were watching it currently at that time. Hmm. So I never really like what we're watching now. I had never seen And I always thought, like, just based on what you occasionally watch in my presence, this shit's lame. Also, Brad occasionally watched Mm. with, like, Adam back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, he had the Hulk Hogan doll. Lame. That um, Jake and Clay used to wrestle with in his basement. But otherwise, I had no real knowledge of but the show. now after 22 episodes you have you have a favorite wrestler i had a favorite wrestler beforehand you have a favorite match mm-hmm. you can tell me what happened at the royal rumble in 97 and what happened at wrestlemania 13 and the characters of these guys now and mm-hmm. girls you know what's going on you know the storylines you know there's the heels who's the faces mm-hmm. you can tell me a little bit about I know that fucking Triple H is Diz Prince, or Diz Prince is Prince Adam from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he definitely is at this time period. Literally twinning. <laughs> yes. But now I feel like I'm slowly turning you into a bit of a wrestling fan. I just want to see Tassel Boots' thighs <laughs> and the Thonginator's thong. I'm on Thong Watch. I'm on thigh watch. At least there's something to make you watch it. Going <laughs> <laughs> what about you with One Tree Hill? It's a good show. I must say, I like it. And, <laughs> and you can laugh like all you laughing. want, brother. <laughs> you can laugh all you want, dude. You watch it and you would agree. Yeah, watch the full first season. I think you'll enjoy it because there's enough underage drinking, car accidents, and yeah. Just basically... Just- Peyton being an emo bitch. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Look Lucas for is it. a piece of shit. Dan's a heel. Fucking Keith feels sorry for. Barbara Allen Woods is fucking hot as shit. Brooke likes to get naked in the backseat of other people's cars. Exactly. Right? You want to see. And in a p- other people's yeah, hot tubs. Yeah, dude. You want to see, you want to see <laughs> Sophia's bush? Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a babe. Totally. But I, I feel like if you give it the time. And, you know, Phyllis is not just going to watch it by herself, dude. Like, you're going to be in the room, so you're going to have to watch it, too. Your place is small. So, there's can't, not, you can't you really You can't escape. really avoid it, dude. So, <laughs> honestly, you should probably watch it, dude. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Either way, if you do, then you have a companion piece to listen to the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. So, for the end of our very first season, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. 
Double J. <laughs> That's Double J. <laughs> Double J, Justin Johnston. We are the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Make sure you listen to us on all the streaming services, including Deezer. What? Stitcher. What? iHeartRadio. What? Apple Podcasts. What? Spotify. What? Amazon Podcast. What? Google Podcast. What? Pandora. I fuck Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other streaming services out there. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. It's time to play the game. It's time to play the game. Oh, God. <laughs> and of course, I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. I popped the chair of the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. And are you playing? All about control And if you can take it All about your death And if you can play it It's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game You don't wanna play me I am control No way you can shake me I am heavy death No way you can pay me I am the pain And I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder Ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch From a smoking gun I am the game And I may lose So move on out You can die like a fool Try to figure out What my mood's gonna be Come on over circle Why don't you ask me Don't you forget There's a price you can pay Cause I am the game And I won